One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 200. Holy moly, 200 episodes. I started this podcast in May of 2020, needing something to be excited about during the pandemic. As a retail store owner, it was a tough time, as you can imagine. I really didn't have a vision or a plan for the podcast other than it sounded fun and exciting and that I knew because of my background in corporate America as a marketing director that I had a lot of knowledge about marketing that I could share with other small business owners. But I don't think I would have ever been able to dream up all of the things that this podcast has brought me. In the last three years, we've done 200 episodes. We've reached nearly 150,000 downloads. The podcast has led to creating my favorite place on the internet, my membership program, Making Good Happen. Interviewing guests and connecting with listeners has led me to build relationships and friendships that are some of my most treasured. This podcast has required a lot of me, time, energy, effort, even sometimes when I didn't feel like I had it in me. But as much as it's taken, it has given me so much more. And probably the most powerful thing that this podcast has given me is wisdom. I have learned so, so much from hosting this podcast. So today we're rounding up 10 things that I've learned from 200 episodes of Making Good. Truly, I probably could have come up with 200 things I've learned in 200 episodes, but then we'd be here all day and night. So let's skip and focus on the biggest and best. Some of these lessons are about business. Some are about mindset. Some are about content. But my hope is that you'll find something to think about in at least some of what I have to share today. Okay, so two things before we really dive into today's episode. Number one, the sound might be a little bit off today. I don't have my normal microphone and I have Mari next to me sucking on a bottle and probably making some baby noises in the background. I am on day six of a trip where Kate wins out of town and I'm with Mari alone. And it has been really hard to find any quiet time where I was awake enough to record a podcast episode. So she's sitting here right next to me. You may hear her. I hope that the sound is not too big of a deal and that you can bear with it. Okay, the second thing is that I have a request. Will you join me in celebrating this 200 episodes milestone? I would be so honored and touched if you'd take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening and tag me on social media to celebrate. I'm at Lauren Tilden on Instagram. Okay, so let's talk about the 10 things I've learned in 200 episodes of Making Good. Number one is that consistency and time are the secret sauces. Let's start with the least sexy thing on this list. Unfortunately, I know that the only reason this podcast has created the momentum and opportunities for me that it has is due to the magical combination of these two things, consistency and time. Since May 2020, I have shown up every single week with a new episode. It was slow getting traction with this podcast in the beginning. It took months and months before I started seeing the download numbers that I was even somewhat excited about. But that's the most critical part about consistency. 
Consistency is easy when you're seeing the big numbers and big results coming in. The sales, the big downloads, the high number of views on your TikToks or your Instagram reels. What is much, much harder and what I think actually makes the difference is what you do when you're not seeing those big results that you want down the line. When you're slogging through, not seeing results in the short term, showing up day in and day out, holding on to the faith that it's going to pay off down the line. But you know what? It does. This podcast is not an overnight success. It has been slow, steady, and so worth it. And I am so grateful for 2020 Lauren and even 2021 Lauren, who is willing to keep showing up with new content week after week, even when the payoff wasn't obvious, so that now I can see that payoff. Lesson number two is to be realistic about your time. If you're anything like me, you chronically overestimate how much you can get done in an hour or in a day or even in a week. But one thing that I'm really proud of with this podcast is making sure that what I commit to is doable. There's been a trend in the last few years of some of the most popular marketing podcasts, and that's that many of them have started to release episodes more frequently than once a week. Two episodes a week, three episodes a week, for some people, even five episodes a week. Now, this would certainly be a way to expedite the growth of this podcast, and I've been tempted to try introducing a second weekly episode. But it's so important to me that I don't burn myself with this episode, that just like I've been doing steadily for the last three years, that for the next three years and beyond, I can continue to show up with new episodes every single week. So if anything, I'm being super realistic about what I actually have time for and sticking with that. There may come a day when I can add another weekly episode, and if that's something you would be excited about, let me know. But for now, what I can realistically do is one. And so there we are. Lesson number three, you are your business's biggest asset. I've known this on some level for a long time. My favorite brands are the one where I really get to know the person behind the brand, the podcaster behind the microphone, the person behind the social media account, whatever. Because it's human nature, we tend to be interested in other people's lives, what they like, what they don't like, where they went on vacation, even the littlest stuff. As a marketer and as a person, I know this to be true. And yet it has been a challenge for me to actually embody that knowledge on this podcast. I like to educate, educate, educate. I like to train. I like to provide value. I like to get straight to the point. But sometimes I think I've done this to a fault because whenever I do share those personal details or personal news or updates about my life, I always hear from folks who are so happy to hear about it, even if it's something that I wouldn't have thought would be of any interest. One thing that has come a little bit more naturally to me when it comes to putting you into your business is sharing my opinion. Because Aries, because I'm an oldest child, whatever you want to attribute the reason to, I do have strong feelings about pretty much everything, and I am willing to share them. I know that in general, what sets me apart is my expertise, but even more so, my unique take on things. How I look at marketing is different from a lot of other folks, and that's something I've really come to be proud of and lean into, rather than trying to make myself just lend in with everybody else. The same is true for your business. What makes you different is what makes you special. You can't go wrong with centering what makes you, you, and what sets your business apart from the crowd in your marketing. Lesson number four, we can't rely on motivation. This is a big one. If I only released a podcast episode every time I was feeling motivated to release a podcast episode, trust me, there would not be 200 episodes. There probably would be a few in the beginning, and then I would have tapered off and put off indefinitely the next episode because things would end up on my plate piling up. The fact is, we don't always have access to motivation. What has made it possible for me to consistently show up on this podcast every week is the fact that I've set my workflow and my systems up such that people expect episodes to come out every Tuesday. And therefore, I make sure that I have podcasts ready to come out because I don't like letting people down. 
This accountability has been nothing short of magic for me. And I would encourage everyone, especially those who struggle with follow through, to find ways to build in accountability into their content schedule. As a very, very recent example, as I mentioned, I'm on day six of solo parenting with Mari. Kate is coming back tonight. I have just a tiny bit of time until I have to go pick her up with Casey at the airport. And I am squeezing this podcast episode in. I would not have done that otherwise, but I know that I only have a few more hours of Tuesday and I want to get it out. So here we are. I would recommend that everyone creates a day every week where some kind of content is released consistently. And then you talk about that as often as possible. Creating this pressure for yourself is so, so helpful. You can build in accountability with your audience, with your customers, with your peers, with your family and friends, pretty much with anyone. Get creative. This idea of accountability has been such a game changer for me personally and for many other folks that I work with that it is now a core element of my membership program, Making Good Happen. Lesson number five, you'll never regret standing for something. I know I've lost some listeners and some members of my audience due to my strong beliefs that I share. I'm openly gay, politically liberal, and it's a personal value of mine to speak up. Not everyone shares those same beliefs as me, and I know that that has pushed some people away from my world. I am not for everyone. But this goes both ways. Standing for the things that I stand for has brought so many folks into my world who are aligned with my values and my belief system. Members of my membership tend to be exactly my right perfect fit customers because I've attracted the right people and repelled the wrong ones. And beyond all that, it just feels good and aligned to speak up for what you believe in. I know it can be scary to take a stand, but I personally have never regretted it. Lesson number six is to use the data that you have. Data is everywhere. Your website, your social media accounts, your sales numbers. There's so much we can learn from taking the time to look at how our efforts are paying off. I've dug into the data of this podcast at several points in my podcasting journey and found a lot, like what topics resonate with you, what types of episodes resonate, how to name things. Every time I take the time to spend some effort looking at the data, it always pays off with information that will help me create more of what you want and less of what you don't. For example, my most recent podcast stats deep dive has revealed that you all want more episodes about social media. Message received and they are coming. So for anything that you do on social media, on Pinterest, on your website, any long form content, your sales numbers, there is always something to be learned from looking at the data. Lesson number seven is about the relationship between confidence and action. I used to wait until I felt confident before I would take action. I think subconsciously, I felt like if I didn't feel ready, then I shouldn't take the first step. But actually, nothing could be further from the truth. We can't wait for confidence before taking action, because the truth is that action creates confidence. If I want to be good at podcasting, the only way to get good at podcasting is to show up and start podcasting, even in the beginning when I'm not confident. This applies to anything you want to do in your business. If you don't feel ready, that is not usually a very good reason to not move forward. Here's a great quote on this idea by NPR host Ira Glass. Nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish someone told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there is this gap. For the first couple years, you make stuff. It's just not that good. It's trying to be good. It has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have that special thing we wanted to have. We all go through this. And if you are just starting out or you're still in this phase, you got to know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is to do a lot of work. 
Put yourself on a deadline so that every week you finish one story. It is only by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's going to take a while. It's normal to take a while. You've just got to fight your way through. Okay, lesson number eight, perfectionism is toxic. Perfectionism is a dream killer. The amount of things that I have simply not done because I was afraid of not doing them perfectly is staggering and frankly, heartbreaking. I have really come to believe that the only way to get better at something is to do it badly first over and over again, oftentimes in public. I really can't say it any better than Elizabeth Gilbert, the writer, when she said, it is a simple and generous rule of life that whatever we practice, we improve at. My first episodes of this podcast were truly nothing to write home about. You can go listen to them. The first things that I painted in watercolor were awful, but we have to be willing to do those first episodes, those first paintings in order to get to the ones that we are really proud of. This is a hard concept with marketing in particular, because we always want to be putting our best foot forward. But if you struggle with perfectionism, I would encourage you to let good enough be good enough, even in your marketing. Aim for B plus quality, not A plus quality, and release it into the world. If you let it, perfectionism can really stop you from living the life and making the impact you want to make. It did that for me for years. The willingness to put things out there imperfectly is a superpower that I hope that we can all learn how to embrace. Lesson number nine, long-form content serves the long game. In terms of marketing platforms, I do email, I do social media, and I do this podcast. And the platform where I have the best return on investment for my time by far is podcasting or long-form content in general if you're not a podcaster, like blogging or YouTube, for example. The main reason around this is lifespan. The podcast episodes that I released years ago in 2020 or 2021 are still getting downloaded today, every day. I can guarantee you that no one is seeing my Instagram posts from 2020. No one is reading my old emails from 2020. So two hours or even five hours invested in a piece of content, like a blog, a video, or a podcast is going to serve you get found by new people, and build trust with your audience for years to come. That's not something that social media or even email can do, and it's totally worth investing in. Lesson number 10, enthusiasm is contagious. When you're excited about something, people can feel it. It comes through. I know that the podcast episodes of mine and really any content of mine that are received the best are the ones that I am genuinely excited to be creating. Whenever you can find ways to talk about things you're excited about, that energy can really be felt in the content itself. I mean, we can probably all relate to the experience of reading a piece of content or listening to a podcast or watching a video where it's blatantly obvious that the person creating content just did not care and is not excited about what they're talking about and they're just trying to check it off their list. And I think this is only going to happen more and more with AI, where there's a lot of content generated that just lacks that excitement and that human element. So think about things that excite you as it relates to your business, products, ideas, and concepts, and talk about that in your content as much as you can. So there you have 10 things I've learned in 200 episodes of this podcast. To sum them up, consistency and time are the secret sauce. Be realistic about your time and your bandwidth. You are your business's biggest asset. We can't rely on motivation. You'll never regret standing for something. Use the data that you have. The relationship between confidence and action, and specifically that taking action creates confidence. Perfectionism is toxic. Long-form content serves you in the long game, and enthusiasm is contagious. I hope that you learned something from this episode or had some interesting nuggets to take away with you into your business. And here's another thing that would make my day. If you're listening to this podcast, 
And if you've listened for a while, or even if you're a new listener, would you DM me on Instagram and let me know one more thing that you've learned from this podcast? I want to hear from you. Seriously, it would make my day. DM me at Lauren Tilden on Instagram. You can find the show notes from this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 200. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful for your support. Here are a couple of other ways you can give back to making good. First, I'd be honored for you to leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. And if you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast, especially this episode, send them the link. This episode is at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 200. This episode was produced and edited by Corinne Monaco of Just Peachy Illustration. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.